Welcome listeners to the Sense Academy podcast and school is now in session. I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined with my good buddy uh, and also co-host, uh, Matteo, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, uh, it's good to be here. I'm excited we're going to talk a lot of sense and have some fun. Yeah, so to begin, I guess to start Locked on Sense podcast this morning, uh, they tweeted out, uh, they wanted to see our top 15 list of the U23 or 23 and under prospects in the Sens organization. And wow, did that ever open up my eyes to see how much depth the Sens actually have. Um, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. The Sens have yeah. one of the best prospect pools in the league, for sure. Yeah, and that one one guy that rated them at 14th overall and had San Jose at 7th, I don't understand that. I can't remember what his name was, but... no. I don't really agree with what he's got, where he's got the sense. You know, you draft twice in the top five, taking uh, Stutzla and Sanderson, yet your prospect pool goes down. Because ah. they're seven before the draft, ranked seventh. But anyways, um, us sense fans know what we got in our sense, in our prospect pool. Um, so today we're just going to talk about, um, Mateo and I both picked two prospects from uh, the sense prospect pool we'd want to talk about. And to begin, I'd like to talk about uh, Roby Yervanti. Your, your Yervanti. Yeah. Yervanti. Yervanti, there it is. <laughs> Roby Yervanti. My bad. So I actually wrote an article on him today on the Sense Academy website. You heard us right. <laughs> we got a website now. We're the real deal. Okay. Um, anyways, I wrote a little article on Roby Yervanti today and... I really wanted to depth to say that he could be one of the steals of the 2020 draft. I personally believe that. When Dorian selected him the 33rd pick, I think everyone was surprised because there's a lot of names left on the board when this had happened. And it's like the same as every year. Like you look back at Shane Pinto. Brady <laughs> Kachuk, even. Um, yeah, even Brady Kachuk, you look back and see there's these huge, na- huge names still available. And uh, Dorian and Trent Mann love to keep uh, the Sens fans guessing for sure. And they like to take a little bit of an off-board pick. And at first, Yervonti wasn't like my favorite pick. But looking at him now, he's got a lot of potential. So in my article, I dove into the fact that you got to think that he is... If the NHL draft was set for June 23rd, like it usually is, Robbie Irvanti is a 17-year-old getting drafted, okay? Mm-hmm. So he has a late birthday, uh, October 8th, I believe. So he just makes the cut for this year's draft, whereas he could have easily been in next year's draft. If he was, I think he was 38 days younger, he would have been in the next draft. So he's one of the youngest in the draft, and he's playing. He he's getting drafted in his seventeen-year-old year. year. Um, a good comparison of this in the article I wrote about uh, Miko Rantanen, another Liga player. He has a late birthday. Um, in I think it is, or no, he's born in October. Sorry, I screwed that up. Yerventi uh, is born in August 8th and Rantanen is born in October so he um, 
Rantanen just makes misses the draft by a couple of day a couple of weeks. And he's automatically pushed into the next draft and he's gonna be eighteen years old now in this that his draft year and he got selected tenth overall, obviously. So when you look at uh Robbie Yervanti's numbers, in his seventeen year old year, he didn't get much time in the Liga. He got five games, he ended up potting one goal. Mm-hmm. But um, now, Juventus is more in the age group that Miko Rantanen is for his draft. And Rantanen only was able to get, I think, 28 points in 56 games or something like that. Um, and it uh, it makes it, uh, you look at Robbie Juventus' points and he had six and seven games already this season, you know. At a, as an 18-year-old, he's on pace to get to outscore Miko Rantanen. And obviously, we know the skill that Rantanen has. He's a he's a top 10 winger in the league. For sure. So it's pretty exciting seeing that Juventus is on pace to beat his numbers, you know, now that they're kind of lining up to the same age. Uh, if he's able to put up this kind of pace for this season, there's like there's no telling how good he could be. So it's pretty exciting, and I think he could be end up being the steal of the draft. Personally, I think he would. What do you think, Mateo? Oh, I think uh, he's definitely turned a lot of heads, as you said in your article. Um, it'll be exciting to see kind of how he prese- progresses as a player and if he ends up being that Miko Rantanen, or, and even if he doesn't, like, even yeah, if he ends like up being, like, fraction. a second-line <laughs> winger, like, I'm happy with yeah. uh, with that pick, like... It's looking like a great. And pick I think for he's sure. got potential. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and I've heard, I've heard that Irventi has some um, issues with like his effort, mm-hmm. and so that's also the reason why he dropped. So it, apparently, he's been giving his full effort this year, and that's why it's really been paying off with that's the good. minutes he's been playing because he's on the first line power play unit. He's in the top six, mm-hmm. so I, it's only up from here unless he stops trying, basically, and his. Uh, effort gives out. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, and I guess we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see him uh, represent Team Finland in December at the World Juniors. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you want to get into your uh, next prospect there, Mateo? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll start with uh, you talked about a Finnish prospect, so I'll talk about someone from Sweden, uh, Philip Gustafsson. Okay. Um, he. Like we got him in the Derek Brassard trade. We traded Brassard, uh, I believe, to Pittsburgh and got Gustafsson back, uh, which was seen right. as pretty good yeah. value at the time. Like Gustafsson was supposed to be a pretty good goalie prospect. Uh, he projected to be a starter, but uh, that was before mm-hmm. he came over from Sweden because uh, his numbers in Sweden in the SHL were uh, he had a nine twelve save percentage, two point seven goals against save it's... goals against average. Yeah, then he had a nine eighteen the next season, like, right. Oh man, like he he had he was doing amazing in Sweden. He was yeah for sure before he came over. Oh yeah, the next season, uh, but then he came over and like the last two seasons in Belleville, he hasn't been great. Uh, he lost his no. starter job to Joey Dacord uh, and Marcus Hogberg, and uh, even in the ECHL, he had pretty bad numbers, but. Uh, 
Like goalies yeah, are weird. Yeah, ECHL is a tough league. Yeah, yeah, ECHL is a tough league to play in as a goalie, though. For sure, but uh, like but, you never yeah, know what I see what you're saying. Where goalie's gonna end up though? Like uh, even this season, he's playing uh, hockey all Svenskan. I believe that's yeah, in Sweden. Yeah, it's like the AHL. It's the farm league of of the SHL. Okay, uh, but he's doing pretty well yeah. there. He's got a 9.34 save percentage, 1.78 goals against average, and that's in six games. Uh, which is very good, good. yeah. Um, so so maybe I'm, just he maybe he's just a Sweden. <laughs> he's a Sweden player. He just needs to play in Sweden. Maybe yeah, let's maybe bring the NHL over to Sweden. He just likes the European ice. But but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, before the season, I was saying like I was I've given up on him, and uh, I was oh, saying I didn't think season. he was going to be an NHL goalie at all. But uh, you never know, like. This is only six goalies, games, yeah, weird, yeah. it's a good sign for sure. And goalies, they can come out of nowhere and become yeah. like excellent goalies or they can just die out and stop being good. Goalie development is weird. It's a yeah. lot different than a player, that's for sure. Yeah. Never know where, where a goalie's going to be in three seasons. Even just yeah. look at Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> well, I guess I personally I'd say that this next season coming up is a big season for Gustafson. Mm-hmm. He's, He's 22 now. 22 years old now, yeah. And uh, be 23. I mean, goalies goalies typically develop a little slower. Yeah. So it's not it's not the end of the world. He's still young. He is. But um, the way Decord's playing, it's tough. It's tough to say he's going to beat him out, but you never know. We'll see how it goes. But I agree he's been a bit of a letdown. But then again... It was an overpayment by uh, Pittsburgh, anyways, for Broussard. It Just, was apparently sure. Pittsburgh loves giving us their goalies, eh? With Murray, <laughs> Murray now, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah. So to see so, what he can do. Like any prospect, yeah, we'll have to wait and see if he can come back or if he's just a a European goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, well, um, I guess, are you done with uh, Philip Gustafson? Yeah, we can go on to your next prospect. So this guy, I have literally been a fan of this guy ever since he was drafted. I was a bit taken off guard when he was picked in the second round. As you are with most sense picks. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Um, He had 34 points in 65 games when he got drafted. As a second rounder, I was a bit confused, but they then they started showing some highlights of this kid, and he can skate. So yeah, I'm talking about Alex Formington. He's 99 years old, or he's a 1999. You know, 21 years old. He's still pretty young. <laughs> Not 99 but years old. The reason, yeah, I meant to say like you know like hockey terms like he like he's a 99 or he's a 2000 or yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and when he got drafted, I was a bit caught off guard. And then he kept sticking around, and he stuck around through the preseason, and then played in the opening on the opening roster. And I was just like, I was so confused because this kid obviously the points weren't there the season before, no. but he's like, like people have said, he has McDavid speed. It's crazy how fast this guy is. And then they send him back down to the OHL, and he has a decent season with 48 points and 48 games in the OHL. That's, that's all right. It's that's, nothing 
it's not like NHL good, you know? Mm-hmm. If you make an NHL roster, you think you're going to go down and dominate a bit more. For sure. Um, but then uh, he came up the next year again for training camp and again made the team. Boucher had a soft spot for him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, and he was able to score his first goal that when he was up in that NHL stint was pretty amazing. And I remember uh, he went to the West Coast trip. So he got, he got a nice little experience from that. It's pretty cool to say you got to go West Coast as a 19-year-old uh, with, <laughs> with your NHL team. Um, but then he went back to the OHL and had another average year, you know, only 34 points in 31 games. But then this season, it was just the breakout year for him. And it's amazing what he was able to do. I don't know if it was because he's playing with well I guess he wasn't even playing with Batherston but he played on uh, the line with Swars and um I think Lebate or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's with two veteran guys and he's able to put up 53 points in 61 games and won the, the fastest skater in the AHL. Yeah. Yeah, this is in the AHL too. He could barely do he, he was barely a point per game player in the OHL. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, he's almost a point per game player in the they say oh He's an almost a point game player in the AHL. Just like the crazy development he had in one season, the strides he was able to make. It's just crazy to think of what he's capable of. And I'd say like bottom would be a top nine forward. Like he's he's like not gonna be worse than a third line player. I guarantee it. I agree. I can take that to the bank. He is gonna be amazing. And he's gonna be around for the senator the senators for a long time. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Formington's a player I'm I'm really excited about. Like, with that speed, like, uh, like it's the, the, it's the way NHL's going yeah, too. The potential's crazy for for him for sure, and like, yeah, to put up fifty three points he's got in a his little, rookie season in the AHL is yeah crazy on its own. He's got a little edge to him too, eh? Yeah, he's got a little temper. Minutes. <laughs> oh, he he pisses people off, which is great. And you know, a lot of people are comparing him to Grabner, but I'd say get that out of here. Mm-hmm. He is better than Grabner, one hundred percent. He's gonna be. I agree with the twenty goal mark. I think Grabner was able to put up like twenty goals some seasons, but I'd say Formington's gonna be a fifty point guy, sixty point guy. I personally I think that. Sure. I think. Or even more. I think he's gonna be a stud. Yeah, even more. Yeah. He's gonna be amazing. He's one. Of my, he's one of my favorite prospects, and I've always loved Formington. For he's sure. the only sense. He's the only sense prospect I actually follow on my personal Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Wow, that's how much I like Formington. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you think he's uh, in in Ottawa next season, or do you think he needs another year in Belleville? Oh, that's so tough because on the left side. Yeah, you got Kachuk. Yeah. And then Dorian stated that Stutzel is going to be a left winger this season. Okay, so there's your top six carved out. Yeah. And then you got Balsers, who has he, been so good. And he should have been in the NHL last year. I don't know why he wasn't. Yeah. And he wasn't given a shot last year in the NHL. Injury. And also Abramov. He's been really solid. You know, uh, four goals in two games in is it Liga he's in? Um, I think so. I'm not yeah, I think he's in Liga. I think it's I think it's Liga. Yeah. And it's just Yeah. It's it's crazy that he's 
it's going to be tough because, you know, who's the yeah. fourth line? Oh, we got Nick Paul, too. Nick Paul, yeah, but he's fourth Nick line. Paul's, yeah, Nick Paul's locked in on that roster, though. So he's yeah. going to be battling for a spot with a, with a Brahma of Balsers, Formington. For that third line spot. Yeah. Yeah, for the, for the final spot, you know, it's going to be tough to say, but there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be an NHL player, but next year it's going to be a tough call. I agree. Yeah. I, I think I personally think he's going to start in the HL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which wouldn't be terrible, terrible for him, but I think yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. That's fair. All right, now let's move on to the final prospect we're going to talk about. Um, the last prospect is uh, someone we drafted this year in the first round. It's not Sanderson or. Uh, or Stutzla there. It's Ridley Gregg. That'd be that'd be too easy. Um, that'd be too easy. <laughs> sorry? I said it'd be too easy if we were just gonna go those two. Exactly. Stutzla and Sanderson. We gotta spice it up. Yeah, and like you don't hear too much about Ridley Gregg, but I know a lot of people weren't very happy with this pick when we took him. because uh, in typical Dorian and Trent Man fashion it was a little bit of a reach. Um but like I his numbers were okay. To be honest, no, it wasn't it wasn't that big of a reach though. No. He was, he was projected to go like early second. Mid to late first round. Was he? he yeah, or like he, like Button had him pretty high up there. He had him like twenty one. Huh. I guess I wouldn't say mid first round, but he is late first round. Okay. He's projected but like I've seen him. People like, were wanted people wanted the other guys though. There was like some big names on the board still. So. Yeah. I've seen him uh like a bunch of different places on different lists, I think. But uh Yeah, like, he was he was uncertain. Like people a lot of people are uncertain with where he's gonna go. Yeah, but like sixty points in fifty six games in, in uh the WHL for Brandon, like it's pretty good. Um for Yeah, the like, WHL is a good game. league. Yeah, and uh but I don't think he was drafted for his offense. Like he, he has offense. Right. Uh but he is he's not the biggest player, but he plays bigger than he is. Like he's five eleven, mm-hmm. one hundred and sixty three pounds. But uh, that's a skinny kid. Yeah, he's small, but uh, I think once he gains a few pounds, he can be like a, like somewhere between Tom Wilson or Max Domi. I would say, uh, would be the kind of player he That'd could be, cool. be. Tom Wilson's a bit maybe bigger. not that talented though. Yeah, but uh, for a first rounder, you kind of hope so. Though. So. Well, I personally, when I think about Rudy Greg, you think I think of a Pajot kind of type player. But more skilled, mm. like the WHL. First of all, that league is no joke. It's mm. a very difficult league, and he was able to put up a point per game average as a seventeen-year-old because ever like he was a very young player too. He's the same birthday as your yeah. August eighth. You yeah. know they made the draft by thirty-eight days. They barely were in the this year's draft. So mm. we can apply all the same things to Greg that we applied to your True. And, uh, yeah, so, it'll be definitely – I think he'll probably not get signed just yet. He'll probably spend another season in the WHL uh, before – I say one more season in the WHL. Yeah. Then he gets before, brought up to the HL. Yeah, before getting signed for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm pretty excited for Ridley Gregg. I mean, I think he'll be an so NHL player. It's it's really to tell, but, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, what what would you say you project him like for points wise next season? For points in the WHL? Yeah, how do you think he'll? Yeah, how do you think he'll do? Uh, I'd like to see him get more than his 
I mean, I don't know how many games there's going to be, but like if, on like if he plays the same amount of games, then I would hope like maybe 75 would be achievable. Maybe 70. In 56 games? Yeah. 10 15 I'd more say points that's very, than he did. I'd I'd say that's safe. I'm going to go with I'm saying he's getting 80 and 56 if he plays 56. Yeah. He's going to get 80. That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, 80 plus. Sure. I think he I think he's quite man. You got to think about it. This is he's a 17-year-old. He's his second year in the WHL. He wasn't 18, you know, now he's going to his 18 year. He's going to I think he's going to have a breakout season. True. And I guess the season before he only had 35 and 63. But uh yeah, well it'll be tough cuz cuz of the way he plays for sure. He's not he's not like a super offense player. He's he's a, he's a power forward. He's a grinder. But uh Okay, I got another question for you. Yeah. Do you think he's going to make team Canada for the World Juniors? Oh, uh that's a tough one. There's a lot of good players. Uh I hope he yeah. makes it, but I I'm not sure if I would count on it to be honest. I think he would fit perfectly into like one of those bottom six roles on Canada. You know, he's a gritty player. That is true. And he also's got some skill. I think he'd fit in perfectly for Team Canada, personally. Okay. And we'll see, though. I guess um, we're gonna keep this episode short, though. So yeah. that uh, concludes the four prospects we're talking about. So um, basically, I'd say. If you guys are listening, maybe just go check out our new website. We post uh, articles on there pretty commonly. We have we try to do every couple days. We try to throw an article up. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe just go check out that, and uh, and follow we'll try to Twitter. upload some more podcasts. Yeah, follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter and at the Sun's Academy. I uh, will see you next time. Yeah, you said it, Mateo. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys <laughs> later. Peace. Bye.